Hello everyone and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing the ins and outs of starting a business online and on a budget. My name is Lucy Good and I'm the founder of Beanstalk, which is an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mothers from all walks of life. My aim with these podcasts is to get useful targeted information to single mums wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I hunt down the experts and the subjects that matter to single mums and I ask the questions that I think you want to know the answers to. And it's my great pleasure in this podcast to be chatting to Michelle Elmers from Dynamic Businesswomen. Um, Michelle started her career as a virtual assistant for high-end business coaches in 2008 um, and it was then that she discovered she had a thirst to learn as much as possible about business and marketing. Um, She went on to study to quench her thirst to learn um, and she became certified not only in internet marketing but also social media and business coaching so she knows her stuff and having worked and consulted with various small businesses Michelle discovered her passion for sharing her knowledge with other businesswomen and found she couldn't help herself when it came to wanting to help others discover their dreams um, and this is when her business dynamicbusinesswomen.com was born welcome Michelle Oh, thank you, Lucy. I'm so excited to be here and I'm pretty impressed you nailed that introduction in one take. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I feel I we've collaborated before, we've chatted before. I feel I know you quite well. And when I was saying it, I was thinking you do have a really natural um, ability to help others because you've already helped me even just through our conversations sharing bits of software with me and things like that so you're you're a natural you're not it comes naturally to you which is really important isn't it when you're doing a business such as yours it is and I tend to not shut up sometimes so you know just reel me in when I'm just blabbering (laughs) well yeah we're both like that so we we have to be careful don't we otherwise two hours in and we're still chatting away Um, (laughs) but look we we met one another through really online through this incredible network of mumtrepreneurs that is just taking over at the moment because there are so many mums out there who are starting up or already doing online businesses and that's why I wanted to discuss it for the single mums listening today. Why do you think it's so popular for mums to do this kind of business online? Oh, gosh, why isn't it popular? I mean, just think of all the positives of being able to work for yourself, working from home, um, being able to choose the hours that you want. We really do have the best of all worlds, in my opinion, um, because I'm not um, a single mum that's working, you know, nine to five, working for the man and, you know, having to make excuses to my children that, you know, I can't be there for such and such at school today, I'm sorry, or or what have you. And and so I really, you know, I, I want to say I'm living the dream. There are downsides, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into later on, about working from home, but essentially it's just, it really is the ideal, whether you're single or not. It's just, it's, it's perfect. You, you can still be contributing towards your income if you're if you're partnered or or you know making a solid income but still being there for your children at the same time 
So what is not to love about it? <laughs> yeah, it is, it, it is an amazing thing to do. And I think it's nice because you feel like you're in control as well of things. When you're not working for somebody else and you're working from home mm-hmm. in your whole hours, yes, you have, to be dis- you have to be disciplined, but you've taken control of your life. And I think that's something that single mums really want to be able to do as well. Oh, absolutely. Good point. Um, and I've been, as a result, I've been doing this for so long now that I'm completely unemployable. If this all, you know, just went to shit one day, I would be in a lot of trouble because I don't think anyone would hire me because I'd be, you know, well, you're not doing that, right? You need to be doing it this way or, you know, don't yeah, tell you, me what You to become do. set in your ways the same way that we become set in our ways about how we make the bed and how we load the dishwasher, don't we? <laughs> That's it. So. <laughs> I'm sure you would be employable and I'm sure you've got a lot to offer. So we'll start sharing that with some of the mums listening now. So my first question to you is starting right at the very beginning when people are first thinking, okay, I want to start a business. What do I do? And I suppose it's a boring bit, but the bit that has to be done, the paperwork. What's required really to start a business? What are the compulsory steps and what's the cheapest way to do them? Okay. Well, it's... It's a question that, um, I mean, it's a great, great question, but there are so many variables and it really does depend on what kind of business you want to start, um, whether it be a bricks and mortar business or an online business or or do you want to be a contractor, do you want to be the sole business owner? Like it's, it, there, there are lots and lots of variables and my biggest advice would be to get some legal advice um, and speak to your accountant and get some tax advice as well as to how you would set up your business according to how you want to run it. Um, So I'm not going to delve too much into that, but obviously I do recommend, you know, getting your ABN, registering a business name. It doesn't cost all that much. Um, And and then kind of, you know, you you take it from there. But... um, for me, I started off as a virtual assistant and um, and I really wanted to be able to create that that lifestyle for me where I could choose my own hours. Um, and I did get caught up into the into the trap of working ridiculously long hours and and all that sort of stuff, which which wasn't very healthy for me mm. at all. Um, and that's a big trap that you can fall into. But um, but for me, the things that you need to have is obviously have a good bookkeeper um, or an accountant. Um, learn the basics. Um, when I first became a single parent, and you mentioned in your introduction, I kind of threw myself into continuing education. It was it was also healing for me because I was going through a divorce and new to this whole single mum scene and uh, so I wanted to really be able to like you said take control but I wanted to be able to um, take the opportunities that were available to me as a single parent and I'm not sure if this is still available I'm I think it is but um, when I was on a single parenting income I also had the opportunities to be able to do some government courses, some TAFE courses and things like that, that were, you know, potentially like $2,000 courses that as a single parent, I could do these courses for $100. So for me, that was 
that was that was my best starting point mm. and um it, and I did um a, a certificate for in in small business management and marketing and and so that was kind of laying the foundations of the start of my career really so um I'm pretty sure they're still available that you can get them at at you know at a, quite a reduced rate so um you know really take advantage of that set up your ABN and then kind of take it from there. So really there's the ABN, the business name, and then it's about homework and learning, isn't it? Because you might be skilled at what your business is going to offer. So for example, you might be doing hairdressing, just to Mm. put it out there. You might be a brilliant hairdresser. But if you want to go into business, you've got to learn about business as well. And it's a whole different um, line, isn't it? to be following and it has to run alongside the skill and it's got to run well because if it doesn't you can be the best hairdresser in the world you're not going to have the successful business Um, so yeah learning is really important and I'll just add to that as well because I'm sure you can still get those um, reduced price TAFE courses but as well as that I did a program called NICE which is N-E-I-S don't ask me what it stands for I can't remember but um (laughs) I was on the new start allowance and um, I was going in for my meetings and they suggested it to me and it was a way to help people who were out of work but instead of getting back into the workforce as such they wanted to go into business so for that I got um, the same payment as I got for new start I didn't need to look for work um, but I got given um, an NVQ level three in micro business which was so handy and I got to meet lots of other people who were going into business and I had a mentor for nine months so what a fantastic opportunity aren't we lucky in this country to have things like that but you do have to go looking for them don't you yeah and I did the NICE program as well that's actually how I got my certificate for in small business and and I had no idea that that was available but I can remember saying to someone you know this is this is what I want to do and um, they got me onto this program and it's it's an absolutely fantastic program same as you I got the mentoring and I got a lot of guidance through that and it was it hands down it was fantastic yeah yeah so you go go looking find out what there is um do your homework do your training and everything and then it's things like business business name and abn isn't it so thank you Um, yeah yeah so with an online business you're going to have to have a website but i know from being business for nearly two years now that a website isn't the only thing you need and this is really your area and something that you're really interested in um there's other online software things that we can use um in fact there's heaps of them out there um, that you can use to help your business. Can you tell me what a few of them, your, the ones that really stand out f- um, for you are, ones that you would perhaps say to yourself, I'm going to learn how to use this um, right at the beginning of the journey because it's so helpful. Mm. Well, first of all, because this podcast is starting an online business on a little budget, um, I want to say that it's not, websites can be expensive, if you go to a web designer, sometimes it can cost, depending on what you're wanting, it can cost between $2,000 to $10,000 for a website. So my biggest thing is if you don't have the money to invest in a website right now, don't invest in a website right now. 
So create something that's what's called a landing page. So you can buy a domain name, which would be www.whateveryourpageis.com.au. Um, buy a landing page and just get a WordPress website and just have the very finer details um, on your website until you're ready to start expanding or until you're ready to learn how to do your own website. Of course, me being the tech geek, I'm like, oh, I'm all over this. I can do my own website. <laughs> and I might say your your website's lovely. I, I, it looks great. Oh, thank you. But that wasn't my first one. So I'm here to tell you it was a major, major learning curve. And, and I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm all over this. I got this. And, and my first website was... Um, it's nothing compared to what, it, you know, my website is today. But you can have a landing page that has your contact details. It tells you a little bit about yourself. And probably most essentially if you're creating an online business, you need what they call is a, a lead capture. So I always like to explain a lead capture is it's an opt-in. It's an ethical bribe to say, hey, I'm going to give you this awesome report or this free ebook or access to my Facebook group, all you need to do is just fill in your name and your details, your email address. And so when you have that lead capture, when you're creating and collecting those email addresses, you're building an audience and you can do predominantly, you can do most of your marketing through social media. That's how I get most of well, probably about 80% of my clients is uh, through social media. So website is probably not the be-all, end-all, as long as you've got a way to be able to capture someone's details and then down the track when you do have a product to market to them or you, you're ready to go, then you've, you've actually got someone who's listening, someone you can talk to, someone you can market to, and that's what we call like a, that's what we call a warm lead. Mm, and, and doing it that way as well if I might just interrupt doing it that way which is really interesting because I would have always thought you need a website to get started but you're absolutely right you don't have to have all the bells and whistles to start with but by getting your people to opt in and building an audience you can start to find out what it is they want who they are how they think and then you can use that when you do build the website so you're actually basing your website on the marketing that you've already done to the people you've got on your list so rather than just aiming at anyone you've got people that you're marketing to and you know what they're thinking and what they're feeling absolutely and another little trick that I learned not that long ago to be honest and I thought oh my god this was so glaringly obvious why didn't I start doing this a long time ago and that was um in my Facebook group when you request to join the group you know how you can you can set it up so that you can ask these people questions and and I know that's how you um, clarify whether these people are right for your group as well. You ask them if they're a single parent, etc. Um, so one of the things I do is I ask them at what stage of their business that they're in at the moment, whether they're starting out, still thinking about it, couple of years in business, et cetera. And then another question I ask is, um, what is your biggest struggle in business? So that I can be up, so that I can provide you with as much information as I can about the things that you want to learn about. What are some of the things that you're struggling with? And a lot of people will give you a lot of mm. information 
And then on the third question, I say, you know, if you want more um, tips and advice and helpful hints, pop your email address here and we'll put you into our newsletter subscribing system, whether it's like Aweber or MailChimp Mm. or something like that. So, A, not only am I growing my list that way, and I would say about 80% of people are happy to receive newsletters from me. So I'm growing my list, but I'm also getting in their words what it is that they want. Mm, that's absolutely brilliant idea. Valuable information. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're creating things like sales pages and things like that, you want to be able to, and I may be going a little bit off track here, but you want to be able to speak their language. Mm. And they're basically telling you what it is they want. So when you start finding that common denominator in things that, you know, this is a common problem that people want and I can help you with that, then that they're doing all the hard work for you exactly right yes so really to start off um a landing page an opt-in and social media would you say yep that's really all you need to start and then from there and i wouldn't even and a plan but i wouldn't even necessarily say a business plan because i'm not a big fan of business plans to be honest because um it changes constantly and a business plan is great but a business plan is really if you wanted to go for a business loan then you need to be able to produce a business plan but just for yourself you need to have goals and you need to be able to revise those goals all the time and your goals are going to change and that goal post is is going to sometimes move further and further away or it's going to come closer and closer but to have some set goals you need a plan you need a good social media strategy. You need a way to be able to capture those email addresses. And if you're just starting out, that's all you need yeah. at this stage. Which is really interesting because I would have thought a website was really important. But it just isn't, not when you've got the ability of having just a landing page. And that's something else. You don't have to strive for perfection because no. you'll be faffing around forever and you never get anything out there Um, and that's something I learned the hard way I wanted everything to be perfect I was playing around with my website before I launched it for ages where I should have just launched it Um, and that's the beauty of online business as well you can just go into the back end and change everything so easily from one day to the next it's not like you've written a book and there's no way of going back so just put it out there give it a go and see what happens that's right. That's right. And and I always say that perfectionism is the biggest form of procrastination. And if you're going to wait until something's perfect, you're never going to put it out there. So even if it's even it's a if it's a you know work in progress, still put it out there because it's you're better off you know going out there and try and and gaining your tribe and selling your product rather than saying it's not ready yet, it's not ready yet, because it's never going to be ready if you're waiting for it to be perfect. Yeah, and I just wish I knew that earlier. I really do. (laughs) It's a really common problem. (laughs) It really is, because a lot of us hate to sell. Oh, yes, of course. Hate asking people for money. Yeah. There we go. Dogs in the wind. I knew knew they'd go. (laughs) So... Sorry. Are you okay? Do you need to get them or shall yeah, I no. Come here. <laughs> I'm trying to be all tough. But I'm hoping you're going to cut this out because otherwise I'd be like swearing at them. <laughs> I'll see how I feel. <laughs> oh, Lucy. Wait, come here. <laughs> 
Well, we'll move on and see how it goes. Anyway, look, when I think of online businesses, and I think what we're all thinking of is home businesses, um, you know, which is perfect for single mothers. Um, And this is a really good question. What are the good and bad bits of running business from home? And what sort of things should we consider? Barking dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We are living it. Uh, No, look, actually, I just did a podcast on this this week, Coco, and one of the biggest things, and I put it out in my group as well, as to some of the most common problems for people who are working from home, isolation would have to be one of the biggest ones, Mm. Um, isolation and distraction. So if you... If you, if you work from home, it's really important to have some sort of support network. Such, oh, sorry, Liz. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry. She's always got to get the last word in. Um, so isolation is, is a big one and it's really important to have that support group. It's really important to have somebody that's going to hold you accountable, whether you team up with somebody else in business and you just check in even just for 10 minutes at the start of the week and 10 minutes at the end of the week, um, by having somebody holding you accountable and know that you're having to report back to them at the end of this at the end of the week is really going to light that fire under your ass and make sure that you get it done. Um, so even by joining Facebook groups, um, I know with with uh, my mastermind group, we check in. You know, I say, what are your top three things that you have to do this week? And then I check in on them again on Fridays just to make sure that they've done it. And if somebody is struggling to achieve their goals, then we say, okay, what's holding you back? What's happening? Talk to us. And everybody chimes in and offers suggestions and help and that sort of thing. So having a good support group is, um, is really, really important. Also making sure that you actually leave the house. <laughs> mm. I know that sounds really bad, but there have been times where I have found that I haven't left the house in about two or three days. Mm. So I try and make sure now, you know, I take the dogs for a walk. I did today, I promise. Um, <laughs> but I'll let, you know, I, I make sure that I actually leave the house at least for half an hour a day, mm. if, especially when I've got a lot on. Um the temptation to be able to work in your pyjamas all day is great at first and then you just look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, okay, so I haven't washed my hair in about three mm. or four days. Um, I'm kind of not looking the best. <laughs> I need to, you know, I need to get my shit together. So um, little things like that, while it's good to stay in your pyjamas every now and then, it's, 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 a, it's a mindset. You need to get it up, is. you need to get dressed every day. And, um, and then you actually stay more productive. And probably my final tip for working from home is to actually create work hour boundaries because it's so easy to um, work all day and then go make dinner and then look at your computer and go, oh, I've still got this to do. I'll just try and finish this off tonight. Next thing you know, you've done you know, you've done a 12-hour day and it's just, it's not healthy for us. So um, create boundaries, create yourself office work hours and stick to that as much as possible. Obviously, there are going to be some days when you need to do more hours 
then you stand it eight hour day or, or what have you and that's okay as long as it doesn't become a regular thing yeah I can totally agree with all of those points that you've made and especially the first one about isolation you just can become so stagnant if you don't talk to other people mm. and, and I can remember days where or even a week once a week when I wasn't really going out or socializing with anybody because I was putting my course together and it was you know, the most important thing in my world at that time getting this course yeah. finished and I was becoming quite Sort of felt quite down about it and then I got to I, I felt blocked I couldn't move forward anyway I ended up going to a friend's house for lunch I didn't really want to go but she'd convinced me to go and just by having a chat with her and a couple of other ladies there gave me some ideas I started talking to them about what I was doing and I got some ideas from them which I never expected to get but it you know you just need to be thinking outside of your own box don't you sometimes and only other people can help you to do that it's the same if you feel down in your personal life or just in general get out and have a coffee with a friend have a chat the mm. difference it makes is incredible and for, for single mums who already feel isolated you do have to be very careful about this if you're going to start a home business because it could make you, if you don't do it right and don't do the you know the things that you've suggested Michelle it can make um, life a little bit harder and perhaps they would be better off going out to work somewhere else in that case. So you have to look yeah. at the kind of person that you are as well, don't you? I think if you're naturally an introvert, and I'm naturally an introvert, believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I swear, but um, I do pick up on people's energy. I need, you know, sometimes I need to be in, a, in an energised place and even if it's just going out on my own and having a cup, cup of coffee and just... It's still work because I'll be writing things down. It's what I call fluff work. I'll sometimes brainstorm. I'm not having to do head down, bum up kind of work because I can get easily distracted in a coffee shop. But I kind of, it sounds weird, but I can pick up on the energy of people around me. And if I'm in a high energy vibe place, then that carries through for me. But I, I can tell you now I thought I fell in that black hole when I first started out and I didn't want to leave and I didn't want to go to networking events and I just wanted to sit in my computer and work all day and you know live in the online world and um, it's not a healthy place to be I put on a lot of weight I you know I, I wasn't in the right headspace and it's scientifically proven that we only have five hours of really really productive um, time that we have in a day and then for every hour after that our productivity levels just drop further mm. and further and further so you really are doing yourself a disservice by working long hours you're not I know that some people will think you know I'm I must work these long hours so that I can you know because that's what you have to do when you start a business and it's not it's not create systems straight off the bat and how, even if you just have like a checklist, create those systems straight away. When you're learning, write things down, um, create your SOPs, your standard operating procedures. And then when you are in a position to spend a little bit more money on your business, then perhaps you can hire a virtual assistant. And then all you have to do is just hand that over. Your, your yeah. procedures are already written because that's what you've done and you've spent the time um, clarifying them and making it easier and and saving yourself time by having a system in place. So, yeah, 
Yeah, and I think as well, it's just working out your own personal um, brain time as well. Some people, we have to work around our kids, of course, but mm-hmm. you, some people are more alert in the morning. Others find that midday's a good time. And some people actually prefer to work in the evenings and into the night. So it's working around what works for you. And that is the beauty of having the home business as well. Um, now, so I'm going to talk money next. We have to talk money with this topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it sounds a bit negative, but it's an important question. So in your experience, what are the most common ways for online businesses to waste money? You know, what should the single mums listening avoid doing um, from the start? Well, Coco thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Feels quite passionate about that one, obviously. (laughs) Um, It is so easy to waste money in business. And um, I can tell you that from experience. I have purchased courses where I have fallen for that sales pitch. Um, because it's been the bright, shiny new object syndrome, which I suffer from incredibly. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really, really susceptible to NLP, which is the neural linguistic programming, which a lot of people use in sales. And it, it triggers off, you know, so that you go, oh my God, I need this product. And I find myself running at people with my credit card. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to be really, really aware when I'm reading it or listening, when people are using NLP, that kind of thing. And I have to stop physically. Sometimes I will physically sit on my hands um, and I, when I'm reading a sales page or something like that and I, I have stop and I go, do I really need this? Mm. Probably most importantly, yes, I may really, really need it, but do I really need this for where I'm at right now in my business? So don't fall for that that bright, shiny object syndrome. You don't need, as we said before, you don't need all the bells and whistles um, when you're starting off a new business. Just take it gradually and constantly do an audit in your business with things that are um, subscriptions, things that are automatically coming out of your account and just run through that quarterly and um, because sometimes you'll sign up for things and you'll forget about it and then you go, wow, I haven't used that. Well, if I haven't used it, obviously I don't need it. So let's get rid of it and let's save some money and perhaps put that towards something else. So it's very easy to fall for that bright, shiny object syndrome but my biggest advice is to just sit and think and go, um, for example, there is there is a great lead capture program called ClickFunnels. Uh, ClickFunnels is $97 a month US. I really, really want it. Why do I want it? Because everybody else is on it, right? Mm. And I suffer from FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> and um, But I, I don't have it because it's like, well, do I really need to spend 97 US dollars a month on something that I've already got in place and it's going to cost me all this time and energy into switching over. No, I don't need it just yet. I'm mm. fine. You know, I'll keep that in the back of my mind for down the track, but I don't need it right now. So that is probably one of the biggest ones. The other one is to be quite mindful, and it's really important when you work for yourself, that especially when you're just starting out, when you start to start making those first few sales, it's really, really exciting. And you want to pay off all your bills and 
And I was in a lot of debt when I first started business. And so everything that I made went towards paying off my debt. And then as my debt got paid off, I wanted to start spend a little bit on myself. And I wanted to reward myself for working really, really hard. But what I wasn't doing was contributing towards my superannuation and I wasn't putting money aside for tax. Mm. So that is a really important one that you need to be able to have a separate bank account that you can take. Every single payment, every single um, payment that I receive, I take 15% out and I put that into a, it's called my tax account and it's not linked to anything. I can't touch it. Um, and it just goes there. And when the tax man says, this is how much you owe me when I put in my tax, it's there. Mm. So I learnt the hard way with that one. <laughs> yeah, we often do, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, so they're my two biggest, you know, if we're going to talk about money, I think they're, they're really important. Contribute, Still continue to contribute towards your super where you can um, because it's so easy to go, I won't do that for a little while. I'll just invest the money into reinvesting it into my business or, you know, giving it to the tax man or, or what have you. Um, but it's still pretty important to keep contributing yeah. towards your superannuation as well. It's not to say you can't have a glass of champagne after your first sale, but then to um, just, just plan. Um, and another thing to follow on from what you're saying about the money and when you first make the sales. I know it's so exciting when you do first make those sales, but of course you've got this break even cost for your business. And sometimes you're not even aware what that is. So you might mm -hmm. feel like you're making money, but in fact you're not because the business is costing money to run. And I have That's to right. admit, I didn't set up a bookkeeping system with my business until I was about a year in. So it wasn't till then that I actually worked out how much it was costing me to run the business. And I was quite shocked by that. Um, but it, it's all bare, bare minimum costs. So be aware of what it is costing you to run the business, what your break even is, and how much you need to sell in order to um, reach break even and then have enough to live. Um, and don't go crazy with those th that that first bit of money that you get in. That's it. That's it. And check your profit and loss statements regularly. I check my stats at the end of every single month. Um, I check my website stats, my social media stats. I record it on a spreadsheet, and I also check, you know, what are the outgoings, what are the incomings, and what's the difference. Mm. Yeah. So you could have a great month, but you've maybe forgotten, like you said, that you've spent xyz on outgoings as well and and marketing and and that kind of thing so uh, well i always think it's good to focus on the positives and focus on the incoming rather than the outgoing you still need to find that balance and you need to make sure that your business is being profitable yeah brilliant advice thank you um, so to leave my single mums on a nice positive vibe um, and all fired up to go into business, can you just <laughs> give us some final words of wisdom for successfully starting an online business without it costing the world? So if we've got a mum here who's thinking, yep, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Um, what, you know, what are your, what are your words, your, your parting words to us? Oh, just go out and do it because you'll never know unless you try. So have a plan, put it into action, understand that as an entrepreneur, understand the mindsets that it is hard work. 
Um, anybody who tells you that they can help you make six figures in 30 days if you buy their $97 mm. product, it's just rubbish. It is hard work and mistakes are actually a good thing providing that you learn from them. So if, you, if you're making mistakes, don't worry, pick yourself up and just keep going, learn from it, make it better. Um, but just get out there and do it because what have you got to lose? It's, it's, a fantastic, it's a fantastic way to have a business. It's a fantastic way to keep that balance and, um, and yeah, just go for it. Yeah, and when you hit, when you look at people like Richard Branson and the likes, don't think that he didn't have a load of failures first because he did. Um, yeah. All those people who we see and we think they're absolutely wonderful. Um, I was saying I met Lisa Messenger and um, Denise Duffield-Thomas a couple of weeks ago and they were talking and they were saying how many failed businesses they'd had before they were successful. So don't be you know don't be put off if something doesn't work just exactly right Michelle learn from it and move on and do it right next time yeah that's it because it's going to be a roller coaster ride you'll have a lot of highs and you'll have a lot of lows mm. and just understand that that's normal yeah it really is um look I'm looking at the time and um I'm really pleased because we were chatting before the recording and I was saying that I'm trying to get my podcast a little bit shorter now because I know that single mums don't have a lot of time on their hands. So I'm really pleased that I've managed to get all those questions in and get those brilliant answers from you, Michelle. So thank Yay. you for coming on and enlightening us. Um, can you just tell us, you know, what's next for you and your business and where the single mums listening can go to find out a bit more about what you do? Yeah, so um, there's a lot happening in the next 12 months for me. I'll be creating a membership programme um, an affordable membership program where we can do online trainings and video tutorials and and bring in guest expert speakers in the Dynamic Business Women's Academy. So we'll be launching that in the next couple of months. Um, but in the meantime, you can find me either at the Dynamic Business Women podcast, dynamicbusinesswomen.com website, or the Dynamic Business Women's Mastermind group on Facebook. <laughs> well, and if they don't remember all of that, um, on my pod, on my page of my website with my podcast, there will be a link to your website, and from there they can click through to all of those. Um, Absolutely. Mentioned. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Michelle. Giving it a plug. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, and no, Lucy. And no dog barking. <laughs> no. She's finally gone to sleep. <laughs> and thank you, single mums, for listening. Are you thinking of going into business? As a business owner, single mum, myself, I can tell you, as Michelle said, it is not easy. But if you do your homework, if you plan, and if you're prepared to work hard, it is so rewarding. And um, not only that, it's wonderful for your kids to see what mum is capable of. You are their role model. And if they see you aspire, achieve, and be happy, they will do the same with their own lives. Until next time, ladies, goodbye. <laughs>